You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email me, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We've got uh, Jacob the Beard in the house, and we were expecting Emilio, but i got to be honest, gang, we uh, we got a little message at the end here. I'll just read it word for word. He said, Sorry, fellas. So he knows he's in the wrong here. Okay. We just out with that here. He says, Sorry, fellas. Still out with the missus. Got a new suit. And we went out to eat. So I probably won't make it back in time to be on. My bad. So. Hi, I'm Date Mike. Nice to meet me. How do you like your eggs in the morning? I think he's got that collar pop like that tonight, Jacob. Oh, yeah. Know. He's got the Kango oh. to the back for sure. Yeah. He's got the hat sure, all that. <laughs> put on the good, good clone. Put on that drink car nowhere. <laughs> he he probably heard the morning show and thought Clayton's still sick. I ain't, there ain't gonna be no show. But uh, here we are. We're alive and well. Um, we uh, Jacob, you're gonna be you're gonna probably enjoy hearing this. We found out what the problem was. Um, you know. Uh, so last night, Mandy made some brownies. Right? We ate some oh. brownies. Uh-oh. Yeah. So this morning, I asked her. I'm like, "Is your stomach messed up?" And she's like, "A little bit, yeah." And I went you think it was the brownies and the look on her face was like, like my dog when it's chewed something up and I haven't found it yet. You know, she's kind of walking around like, Oh, he's going to be mad. And, and I said, what did you do? And she started kind of laughing. And then she started laughing uncontrollably. I'm like, what did you do to the brownies? Like why? Like it, it felt intentional. Right. She said, I seen this cool thing on, on Instagram where you can, rather than put oil in your measuring cup, you can just kind of press your measuring cup down in the flour and indents it. And okay, there's your measurement, right? Well, the problem is our measuring cups are like a quarter of an inch to a half an inch thick, right? Like really thick measuring cups. So long story short, I would eat on vegetable oil. That's what happened. So, and needless to say, I ate way more brownies than, than Miss Mandy did. So there you go. That's why it was funny to her and catastrophical to me. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's what's going on in the Bailey household today. Um right, just yeah. exchanging awkward glances across the room at each other. So you know, still holding a grudge, if you will. But Jacob, you sent me a ton of stuff earlier today on Twitter. It was kind of a wild day at the combine. Obviously, we got a new record we're gonna talk about. Um, there's uh just a bunch of stuff happening. I think we would all agree now we're gonna be pretty heavy in the running back market, right? When it comes to the draft, if we don't do anything in free agency here. It looks like Dylan's pretty much gone. So uh 
you you may draft as many as two running backs. Am I am I thinking of that right, Jacob? I'm, I love Emmanuel Wilson, but it doesn't mean that Goody's going to value him, him over you know a second back in the draft, right? I don't know, man. I still don't believe. I just don't believe the. Uh, I don't know why. I just don't believe they're going to let AJ Dillon walk. Um, and I think even if he does stay, they're going to draft a, a running back for sure, if not two. Um, and yeah, I I think. Um, I did a couple interesting mocks today, and I just I still can't get over the fact we should do that at the end of the day today if we have time. Try doing a mock um, either on PFF or the Draft Network or whatever it is where we just trade out of the first pick and see what happens because you're able then to compile two or three more like really, really good players within that like 60 to 120 range there where there's a lot of stacked up talent. I just think it'd be a fun exercise to see. Uh, we did a three-round mock this morning, and we can – talk about that a little bit later if you want and just see that i think that one would be great of course you put it up on twitter and everybody has an opinion on twitter <laughs> what did like, i tell you man what did i tell you i was so I, I didn't even comment i was like i think i commented one thing but whatever we were like there's no way this is this is too good to be true this will never happen in real life and sure enough there was a handful of people on twitter going what in the world are you doing hey <laughs> all right got you man that's uh that's the world of twitter though tim you uh you're all about it ain't you tim you're on there all the time yeah, man, thug life, you know, representing all the time. <laughs> Just living the Twitterverse all day, every day, you know, rubbing elbows with the finest of the internet gangsters. <laughs> the pillars of the community. Right? Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, SDM40 in the chat said a new suit for Applebee's. Taking a little shot there at our boy Emilio. <laughs> Could you see him over there with a with a suit and tie at the old Applebee's getting thrown out of an Applebee's over there for Dollaritas, right? <laughs> Two for twenty, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys, it, he'd go to the Olive Garden for the first half of the day, and then a Mexican place for the other half. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Like, no, no, nothing wrong with uh, changing it up there, right? When you're a quarter Italian, quarter Mexican. So. I love it. Um, all right, let's see here. Peter Stone in the chat said Xavier Worthy's. Holy crap. Wow. 4.2140. Just wow. Yeah, he set the record. Um, and it's funny because, you know, like I kind of just I don't want to say I roll my eyes, but it, it, it to me, it's it's tongue in cheek. Like remember John Ross, right? John Ross was the old record holder, right, Jacob? How did he fare in the NFL? Right. Not too well. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Dude's got blazing speed, but. You know, there's a difference between football speed and track speed. And this is the joke we made all offseason long here, Tim, talking about these guys are going to get there and run their underwear. People are going to lose their mind over it. Um, now, could he turn out to be a good player? Absolutely. Where did he go? Did he go to school at Texas? Am I thinking right? Was it Texas? Correct. He was there. Yeah. So who knows, man? He may he may turn into a good pro. And and listen, it's important, but uh I think that we do make a little little too much out of it from time to time. Um if you're saying Clayton, you know, if you could if you could get him in a late round pick, would you take him? Absolutely. Put him back in returning kick, see what he can do, right? But I just don't know where he's mocked at. You have any idea where he's mocked at, Jacob? Yeah. So like at the end of the at the end of the combine just now before we went live, um, they were saying, Well, he just ran himself into the first round. He's gonna be the fourth or fifth receiver, which I just he was not on anybody's board up until this point. So even if he runs a four two, you know, mm-hmm. I I don't know. He, he he was not high on most lists. I know that for sure. What was uh, MBS's forty time at the combine? I mean, there's an example of a guy who's exactly. really fast, and he's uh, looking for a job right now. So, yeah, same thing, man. You got to be able to catch the football. You got to be able, you got to learn how to 
to get open and and uh, and all those things. You, heck, you got to learn how to run the right route. You got to learn the nuances of route running. You got to be willing to block. There's so many things that go into it. Um, checking the consensus big board, Jacob Xavier Worthy sitting at 44 right now. So I think he's projected to go to New England at 34. Um, but I'm with you. I had never heard the name. I never, you know, we've heard of Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Odunze, you know, Roma Odunze, Brian Thomas Jr., uh, Keon Coleman, not a whole lot about him, but a little bit. Troy Franklin out of Oregon. And then you've got uh, uh, the uh, Odina, or Adana, Adonai, is that how you say it? Adonai Mitchell um, yeah. out of Texas. So that's his teammate. Lab McConkey had a good day. We've heard Lab McConkey's name mentioned several times. Um, and uh, and then Xavier Worthy coming in there next. So we'll see, though, man. We'll see where he goes for sure. Uh, somebody's going to grab him. Somebody's going to overvalue that 40 time. There's no doubt about that. Worthy's 165. That dude is made of glass. Golly. Could you imagine being 165 pounds getting hit by a 250-pound linebacker, man? Come over to cross the middle for a for a little slant route and boom, ball game. Um, so I was yeah, a super so, guys. Yeah, <laughs> dead fish in the chat says MBS ran a four three seven. Four three seven. Okay. There you go. Okay. Um, so back to running back though, Jacob. We were kind of talking about it. You sent me a couple people that you were uh, you had your eye on here. Obviously, uh, Jaden Sheridan. It's kind of this one of your draft crushes here, isn't it, man? Talk about. It. Um, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a draft crush of mine. He tested really well at the combine. He ran, or was it? yeah, four four six, and he has graded out pretty well. And he does play for Monmouth, so that's kind of a whatever. And honestly, when I'm looking at his his grades, you see a couple really big games, but for the most part, you're in your fifties and sixties. So I, he was somebody I more wanted us to dive into and see kind of if it was really mm-hmm. for real or if he was kind of more just a big fish in a small pond kind of thing. And to me, I don't know. I don't, I would definitely wouldn't take him on any sort of early rounds. That would be one of those like sixth or seventh rounders. You take a stab at maybe to be the second or third running back just to bring in some competition kind of thing. But there was, uh, I I was really impressed though with my guy. Every time I, I I don't see the Packers taking him, but that Kamani Vidal five foot seven, the dude ran like a four, 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 seven. Mm Mm-hmm down to a four four six on a second try. He's just, he was the leading rusher. He played for Troy. Um, he's just a bowling ball, just a freaking absolute little ping pong bowling ball. It's, I really want us to get it. I really do. Gotcha. Jaden Sheridan is currently sitting, according to the consensus big board, in the 290 spot. He peaked at 224. So one of those guys that most likely would be an undrafted free agent but there's a chance he could slip up in there and, uh, and get drafted for sure. So um, interesting though. I had never, another name I'd never heard of really hadn't paid attention to you guys. know I'm focusing on the top 150 board. Now that spills over into the top 200, but he was just outside of that um, as we started working on the board. So we'll see where he ends up uh, by the end of it. Now you also sent me this screen grab here of Isaac. How do you say that? Gary Garendo? Is that right? Yeah. Grando. I think it was. Who? Is a running back prospect in the 2024 draft class. He scored an unofficial 9.99 RAS out of a possible 10. This ranked two, two, number two out of 1,765 running backs from 1987 to two, to 2024. Now, some people go, Clayton, you were just dogging the 40-yard dash. I wasn't dogging it. And the RAS is totally different in my opinion. This is everything. This is – the entire athletic profile, right? This is going to show explosion. It's going to show straight line speed. It's going to show agility, things like that, if the guys have competed in it. 
let me drop that banner down real quick. So he didn't do his agility testing. It's a little bit cut off there where you sent the screen grab. I'm sure we can find him here in a minute. But, again, 9.99. Anytime you're in the top two, pretty much in the history of the game, I mean, that's pretty wild. That's a, that's a wild uh, showing there at the combine for old Isaac, no doubt about it. Um, let's see. Another one you sent was uh, this one here. Uh, Warren Sharp tweeted out, only two wide receivers at the combine since 2015 – uh, to run a four-three-five or less in the forty, measure at least six foot two, and weigh at least two hundred and five pounds. DK Metcalf and Adonai Mitchell, which did that today. So um, another receiver. I mean, DK. How do we feel about DK around the horn here, Tim? DK Metcalf on the surface. Do you feel like he's lived up to the hype? Because it seemed like he came out the gate strong to me, but I don't know how I feel about him now. What do you think about DK? Yeah, I mean, obviously an athletic freak of nature. Like, that's undeniable. I mean, you you have to be blind not to be able to see that. But as far as the consistency, you know, I don't know. I think some of that crap in Seattle that, you know, the Russell Wilson transition out and the whole just, you know, getting adjusted to, you know, running with Geno Smith and getting targets and getting a rhythm, I, I feel like that might have had something to do with his production. But, you know, I don't know. I'd almost like to see him in a different offense and and see if, uh, you know, maybe he has more production. But um, he definitely, uh, I don't know, I guess I'd say slightly underwhelming considering, you know, the freak of nature that he is as an athlete. I I thought we'd see a little bit more from him. You know, I got to choose my words wisely here. I don't want to knock the guy, but, you know, a little underwhelming, I guess I would say. I don't know. What do you think, Jacob? I mean, like you said, I, I, kind of cut off some slack because it seems like his career, his trajectory kind of went down with Russell Wilson's when we saw how yeah. bad Russell's been the last couple of years. And he wasn't that great as he tailed off in Seattle. That's the reason why they were so willing to make a make a move, I think. Um, and like you said, Geno Smith had spots here and there. Um, but I, I think like if he was in a different offense, I think that dude would probably be top five receiving. He's just like a dom. Like I think he's the definition of a possession receiver. Like he's just a yeah. Root. Yeah, he's he's got all the size, definitely. Um, Doug in the chat says, not impressed. Speed does not equal wide receiver success. Look it up. Um, I want to agree, Doug, but I also want to say look up a guy by the name of Tariq Hill. I'm just saying. <laughs> if that dude didn't have his speed, he wouldn't be half the player he is. His speed mm-hmm. is really what separates him. But you got to have the whole package, and I think that's what you're saying, Doug. I completely agree with that, man, for sure. Um it, you know, again, totally different ball game when you got there and pads are running around, right? Omer back in the chat. What up, Omer? Oh man, he's got a different profile pick now. I like you, it, got rid, you got rid of Tupac Lafleur, man. Oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all good. We got uh, we got Gangster Goody there. That's that's the cool. Goody. Tupac Lafleur to, to and Gangster Goody. Goody. We need that Photoshop together. Them back to back like this. That'd be a cool man. shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, there it is. That might be the next merch. Let's do it. Here. Yeah. Go to, we'll get the hell suit out of us for that. Tupac LaFleur <laughs> and Gangster Goody. All right, we're on it. We're on it. We're we'll both clicking it at the same time. Here we go. Straight yeah. from the combine, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Indy. That'll be one of the titles. What will be another title? Um, at the Players Union instead of the police, right? <laughs> That'd be good. Right. Omer said, need to get some talent and free agency this season. Goot about to cook next week. It's pretty wild. Free agency starts next week, guys. 
Like yeah. they got here quick, Jacob, didn't it? Yeah. And, well, and then when's the draft again? Is that still in April or when is that? Yeah, April twenty seventh, I think. By the way, the draft in twenty twenty five. Get your hotel rooms. Do what you got to do. I just booked my hotel rooms today. So Did you really? Yeah. Um, see if you can get them booked. We got we got some inside connections to Hilton. So we're going to be about a block and a half away from Lambeau. Nice. Uh, wanted to secure at least one location. Now we're going to start looking at bed and breakfasts and stuff and all that. So we'll see if we can't do it upright when we go up there for the draft in 2025. But anyway, what were you saying about the draft, Jake? Uh, I don't remember, but now I'm saying, did you get an extra room for me? Because oh, you know we did, Jacob. Otherwise, yeah, there's a balcony. There's a balcony. You're good to go, man. You're gonna be out there on the balcony. Clayton and Mandy just have two rules, though. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. That's that's all. Yeah, and no extra oil in the brownies. Goodness gracious, man. I'm just telling you. Yeah, hey, I brought Mandy her first Wisconsin cheese curds. She told me you did. Yes, you did. She uh, that's right. Yeah, she thinks highly of Jacob. She liked Jacob a lot. That's Jacob's her her little brother. So. Um, that's a good time, man. That was uh, that was awesome having Seth with us there, too. Uh, Justin. Justin and Nicole, really good time. We'll get the whole gang together next time we go up for sure. We'll go up for a, a game next year. Mandy said, We're going twice. She got all excited. We're going twice next year. She loves it up there, man. She that's loves awesome. It. So, uh, real quick, just an aside I paid for a new NFL Plus subscription just so I could watch the combine because I could get. This app, no matter if I watched it on my phone, on my Xbox, on the computer, it would drop like every 20 minutes. Is that not just the worst app? I don't know if it's just me. Yeah, I just NFL, why can't you just do better? The website sucks. It's been like that forever, Jacob. Like, I I mean, for as long as they've had it. You know, they're a little tight on cash there. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like (laughs) of all the people to, to skimp on your mobile platform. It's going to be the the guy, and and here they were just talking about the big media deal and the salary cap going up and all that. It's like, like just do a media deal where you you give one of the networks your your uh, the rights for the app and stuff. You know, like just have it have it on one of the streaming services. You know, like because it's crazy. Like two over this says, uh, if Clayton doesn't have room uh, in the hotel room for Jacob, sleeping in your car in Door County is a good time. There you go, Jacob. Up there in Door County, man. Tradition, yeah. Find you a little cliff line to camp out on up there, right? That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. Um, let's see here. William in the chat says, Jacob, I'm on board uh, with you with keeping Dylan and drafting another running back just in case. So that running back room would obviously be Aaron Jones. You would keep A.J. Dillon. You would have Emmanuel Wilson and then just draft one running back, and that would kind of round that room out, right, Jacob? That's what you're thinking? Yeah, that's what I was thinking for sure. And it yeah. doesn't – again, it doesn't have to be an early – draft pick we can get away with getting a running back in the fourth fifth sixth round and uh have a quality one too yeah definitely um united baits here says i use youtube tv no complaints so far after two years you know me and jacob had a long conversation about youtube tv i remember that jacob because you know they were getting sunday ticket you were a little concerned because they had had some problems in the past with some of the live streaming events i'm with baits though man i have not had one single hiccup man they've crushed it so this whole last off season i mean you guys seen uh, Tim? You watched some of it too, man. It's it yep. was flawless, wasn't it, man? Yep, much so, better. Man, if anybody, I, now that I thought about it, if anybody should, that would be able to get a control of a streaming uh, service, you know, something that could handle the capabilities of the NFL audience, it definitely be YouTube. Like they're streaming to That's billions true. of people. You know what I mean? So there you yeah. go. 
We're sitting here brokering a deal live on the stream. I love it. Let's get old Raj on the phone real quick. We're trying to get uh, get. I'm trying to think of a, a Wes and Vegetable. We're trying to get them as a sponsor next too. All right, so we've got some experience with some extra vegetables in the house. All right, since we're talking about money, what's that? <laughs> Just laughing. Telling you, bro, it was bad, man. It was I was fighting for my I was, I was like R. Kelly. Remember R. Kelly said, I'm fighting for my life out here. <laughs> I was struggling, boys. Um, projected quarterback extensions this offseason per Spotrack. Um, man, it's some money right here, boys. Tua Tonga Bailoa, four years, $220 million. Jordan Love, four years, $200 million. Jared Goff, four years, $180 million. Dak Prescott, three years, $180 million. And Baker Mayfield, four years, $120 million. Of all of those right there, we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So, US Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you had to pick one that you go, no, not worth it, which would it be? Because me personally, I know a lot of people are going to say Tua. Although I kind of see Tua a little bit different. I feel like when he's healthy, he's a pretty good football player. Is he worth 220? That's what the market says. Um, but the one that kind of strikes me is a little bit odd. And I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. That seems pretty rich for Baker Mayfield, 30 million per year. But uh, which one sticks out to you guys? I'll start with you, Jacob. Which one of these do you think? If you had to pick one and go, no, nah, that's the one I don't think I think is least worth it, I guess you could say, who would it be? Man. Yeah, I guess I'd have to go to a just because one, he's to me, he's just never really flashed. He's more of a game manager type guy. I mean, he's had some really crazy offensive talent lately. So I think that kind of makes hides his great point. Yeah. 
hides his imperfections a little bit, but that four years, 220. And plus, you got to worry about the injury aspect. He's one, he's fallen off of his bike, you know what I mean, without his helmet. One one of those away from his career basically <laughs> ending. So, um, but Baker Mayfield, I mean, four years, 120, that's that's definitely a good haul for him. Um, he, yeah. I, he, I think he does, though, somewhat deserve it. If anybody in the league may be underrated, it could be him. He's had an up and down career, but all in all, I think he's pretty good. The one I kind of feel like is is somewhat worth it. I want to say Dak Prescott, but it's just three years is what it's got to listed at. So you're talking that you're talking about sixty million dollars there, aren't you? I mean, he's he is a solid, in my opinion. He's a solid quarterback. Sixty million per year. That's whew, That's a lot of money, man. I mean, you're talking about ten more than Jordan Love. I think we would all agree Jordan Love outperformed Dak Prescott the whole second half of the season. So. Um, seems a little rich there. What do you think, though, Tim? Which one sticks out to you the most? Is like no way, no how. I mean, Tua is the most obvious. I mean, I guess we can't count that one. But I'm actually, um, I actually think, yeah. I mean, Dak is would be my pick, honestly. Like you right. know, for, for for everything you said in this piece, that he is solid quarterback. I'm not, I'm not uh, dogging Dak Prescott at all. Um, and uh, I think dude's a good person too on the on the other side aside from football. But you know, three years, 180 million seems pretty steep, even for Jerry World, um, in my opinion. You know, I, Baker finished pretty strong. You know, I that's a little shocking too. But uh, my pick, my pick is Dak. Got it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> he says, "Here we go, 60 million a year." Um, let's see. Let's go through the chat real quick. SDN says no. Was Dak is uh, no, no Dak, way, no way Dak is worth sixty million dollars there. Okay, gotcha. And then uh, let's see here. Dennis Shook says, "I feel like thirty million is the new floor for NFL starting quarterbacks, though it seems like it is for sure." Um, let's see here. Ron Samble says he's out on Dak, so no deal there. No, here you go there. He says here we don't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, M. Smitty says fifty million a year for Tua is quite the hit. Uh, Drew D in the chat says Tua has the most supporting supporting cast in my opinion. That's a great point. They got talent all around for sure. Uh, Dennis Shook falling off his butt. <laughs> I just imagine they've got Tua wrapped in a pillow down there, right? And he just kind of he's got his arms out like Ralphie on a Christmas story. You know what I mean? And walking <laughs> Did around. Did you see that? Room. Was that last year when he got a chunk of his arm ripped out? Like messed up his little. Uh, he had like a his tattoo sleeve on his arm. Oh yeah, yeah. Tore, he lost, tore. lost like a piece of his arm, literally. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he sure did. I remember <laughs> that, man. Now, that that season was such a blur, man. It was like, hey, we're gonna do good. Oh crap, we suck. Wait a minute, we're the hottest team in the league. Crap, what happened? <laughs> that's oh, that's no! how the season went to me. We suck again. <laughs> exactly. It was like it was great, and then it was over. We were all sitting sitting on the couch, like, what just happened? What just happened? Um, love it. All right, let's see here. Um, two zero for this says, one hundred eighty million million dollars to get blown out of the playoffs for the next three years. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right, there's the quarterback money talk. Um, we did a mock earlier today. We got uh, absolutely crucified for it on Twitter. Just want to, in case you guys missed it earlier, this is one of our favorite mocks. We just did a three round mock because I was battling the battling the Crisco over here, but. Uh, it was uh, with the 25th pick. We took Kool Aid McKinstry out of Alabama. Obviously, he's dealing with the injury. They're saying he's going to be just fine. The only reason that they found the injury was through the testing at the combine. It wasn't even like he couldn't perform. He played the rest of the year on it and everything. Um, so, Kool Aid McKinstry at 25. You got Tyler Newbin 
at 41. So we addressed the safety position there a little bit outside of free agency too. Um, Edgerin Cooper at 58, linebacker out of Texas A&M. We actually chose him over Peyton Wilson, mainly because of the injuries, but also because of the consensus big board, uh, their actual big board they had. Uh, Edgerin Cooper ranked higher than Peyton Wilson. So we were just kind of going off their board there too. Then we took Jonathan Brooks running back out of Texas with the 88th pick. Um, <clears throat> best running back in this draft, obviously. I don't think anybody's arguing that. The fact is, is he going to be healthy from the ACL? His team released the other day. He will be ready. He is on pace to be ready for July 1st. So he should be ready for the start of training camp. With that being said, you know, that, that gets you excited about Jonathan Brooks. We took him with the 88th pick. The thought of letting A.J. Dillon walk in free agency, let's say you don't bring him back, and you've got Aaron Jones, Jonathan Brooks, Emmanuel Wilson, and possibly another running back, that gets me excited about the running back room, man. I ain't going to lie. And then with the 91st pick, uh, just three picks later there, we took out a UConn interior offensive lineman Christian Haynes. That would be our starting right guard. So you let John Runyon walk in free agency, you plug and play Christian Haynes, and you're off to the races there. So uh, – Donald Krieger, Krieger in the chat says, "Who crucified this mock? I'll be all, I'd be all over this." Um, yeah, there was a couple people. Which, like I said, when we posted on Twitter, there's some people are on Twitter just to disagree. That's the only reason they're there, right? Um, SDM forty says the mock is great because it showed uh, positional value per round. Yeah, and like Jacob said at the top of the show here, and we're going to get into it. I think we will do one more mock draft at the end here, um, and we'll try to do that trade back you were talking about, Jacob. If you trade out of that twenty fifth pick and you just eliminated Kool-Aid McKinstry and you picked up, say, an extra second or an extra third, Jacob, I like the idea of what kind of damage we could do with that, man. I mean, there's this – the second and third round of this draft is going to be so much more enjoyable than the first round, I think. Don't you agree, Jacob? Uh, yeah, it really is, just because it's kind of a – I mean, I guess we shouldn't say that because we never know. Goody is not – you know, he's, he's it's not a sissy when it comes to the draft. He's not afraid to move up and down, but – if he does stay at 25, then yeah, most of that first round is kind of irrelevant to us. And we really do our damage, I'd say, even the second to the fifth round, because think about some of the talent that we've gotten in those fourth and fifth rounds in the last couple of years. Um, and this is, I think, the, maybe it's just because we've been studying these guys now and we're really starting to get to know them and creating, you know, my guy lists and this kind of stuff. But <clears throat> I really do feel like there's a lot of really good talent later in the rounds. Uh, so it'll, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I agree. Ron in the chat says that's an awesome mock to be too good to be true. Actually, that's how I felt like we were like, there's no way this could possibly happen right here. Right. And then uh, let's share it on Twitter and just see what they say. Sure enough, people picked it. <laughs> yeah, we caught, we caught some heat for Kool-Aid for sure. Yeah, no the doubt. Twitter, Twitter felt uh, like Kool-Aid was definitely uh, a no go. Yeah. There you go. 2 for this says that mock is one long snapper away from being really, really good. Got to got to lock up the long snapper this year. Gotta... <laughs> I love it. I love that sound drop. <laughs> Some people are new to the show and they're hearing that and they go, what is that? He can block it. That's Emilio, man. We were on a post game show and somebody was ranting and raving in the chat about Christian Watson because he was hurt or dropped the ball or something. And, and literally, I read the, the comment over the air, and it said, I'm so sick of Christian Watson. He can't catch. He uh, he can't stay healthy. He can't stay on his feet. Um, <laughs> he went on this. He said, what can he do? And I went. And all of a sudden, Emilio goes, he can block. <laughs> he can block. <laughs> Hit it one more time, Tim. He can block. block. 
<laughs> hey, bro, the best part of that video is Tim's face the entire time. He is so pissed off that we lost that game. <laughs> it is just absolute goat. I'm over there trying not to laugh because, you know, and, and Tim's up there like this. <laughs> it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. All right. Um, anything else you want to hit on, Jacob, before uh, I pull up Math Bomb's Twitter uh, page here and we look at some of these RAS cards? No, I mean, um, I'm sure we can we'll, – we'll pepper it in as we go here. Um, I wrote down a bunch of notes all day. What did you well, guys think? Did you get to see the quarterbacks real quick? Uh, I did not. No, I did not. Did you? They broke – so the first batch was only uh, your boy, the bit man. I got to tell you, I like ladies, okay? Let's just put that out there. You talking about my, my man Sam Hartman? Dude, Sam Hartman. How many times did he do this? Oh, yeah. I just – I was like, is that – brunette jesus out there throwing the football around like what's going on so he was the only quarterback in the first tier if i'm not mistaken at least to run the 40 um and then they did a bunch of drills but on the second tier um they had some interesting guys have you heard of that uh the spencer rattler guy he looked all right there was a dude from uh western kentucky austin reed looked okay mm -hmm. but dude that boy uh joy is it joe milton from tennessee he freaking cannon right shuck the ball oh my god like yeah unreal. He, he, jacob that's the one i was talking about man he has played at every major program in all of college football and he just keeps bouncing around and he never he never has success like he never and i know quarterbacks aren't a win you know wins aren't a quarterback stat but it's like What's this issue I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't know if it's just he doesn't protect the football well, he doesn't see the field well, or what. He's got an absolute cannon. Somebody tweeted out earlier. No, it was on Facebook. It was on a Tennessee Facebook page down here, and they said that <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but it said, um, "Was it is it Joe Milton? Is that his name? What yeah. Was it? Yeah, Joe Milton. Um, let me see here. I think I got his profile pulled up here. I just want to make sure here, or do I? Maybe I don't. Um, I want to get the name right for sure. Yeah, Joe Milton. Somebody said Joe Milton. Joe Milton's going to have the best athletic profile in Toyota, uh, at, the best athletic profile of all the employees at Toyota of Tennessee. <laughs> Bro, Who do you think you are? I am. I was crying because I was like, this guy understands me. Because, dude, he's got an absolute cannon. He just can't put it together. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And and it's it's been said over and over and over, pro scouts love him. They absolutely Love him, man. I can see uh, the Vikings taking him for some reason. That just seems like a Minnesota Viking. I can see that. Yeah. Um, he's kind of kind of built like your old Dante Culpeppers, you know, just a big, big dude, strong arm. Drew D in the chat says Joe Milton has large hands too, over 10 inches. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, he's like I said, he's got a can. Did you see the the throw he threw, Jacob, where he threw the bomb? He threw it, and before, right as the receiver caught it, as he was walking the field, he went. And act yeah. like he shot it out of the air. Yeah. yeah, he's he's got all the talent in the world, man. Who knows though? Maybe maybe somebody takes him a little later, and uh, and he pops. That that could definitely be the case. I was trying to look here on the consensus big board and see um, exactly where they had him. Uh, PFF had Joe Milton in the one fifty six spot. His PFF grades twenty twenty one fifty eight point five. 86.9 and then 77.6. So not horrible at Tennessee last year, but he is. He's 6'5, 235, good mobility. He's going to be 24 years old this year um, at the start of the season, but he's got just an absolute cannon for an arm. And uh, I think the accuracy is the big issue, too, there, though. Um, 2 0 for this says, apparently, that quote, who do you think you are? I am, was directed at a 12 year old 
who was trash talking Pete Weber. <laughs> Please tell me that's true. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's true. totally true. <laughs> it was kind of like you guys remember a league of their own with, with Tom Hanks, you know, where yeah. where Lil was like, You're gonna lose. It was yeah. kind of like kind of like that vibe during the tournament there. And uh yeah, <laughs> Pete had had it with the uh the twelve year old heckler in the in the gallery. So and, yeah. and Pete comes from a his family was his dad was his dad named Dick Weber. Am I thinking right? I think so, yeah. Weber. It, so they're like these just dominant bowlers, is what I was reading up when it when it was like twelve year anniversary or whatever, um, of the uh, of the uh, him saying that or however long it had been. But yeah, man, such a yeah, I agree, Drew. A League of Their Own is a great movie. It is, man. They did a good job with that for sure. Um, but yeah, Pete Weber, the man. I'm glad we got that drop. Tim hit it for one time. <laughs> that is kind of. I mean, that's a classic. And you know, the key is too is Pete Weber. His hair game was always on point. Check out the. The best That's a guy you could tell he spent a few minutes doing the old, the old brush back, <laughs> yeah, in the mirror right before he went on but TV. Right there he is, right? Bottom, ain't that Pete Weber right That's down there? Pete the Weber, right there. That's Thug Life, Pete Weber, in that yeah. picture. A little younger, look at the hair's even longer, yeah, a little fuller, looking good, man. Got the shades on inside, probably got a, got a dip of skull there, maybe a bandit in the other jaw. My yeah. man. Pete Weber, known to have drinking problems, doesn't take any m- malarkey. And Pete Weber said, "Drinking problems, a drink, a get drunk, no problem." <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. Doug said, "Um, Pete Weber deal referred to Paul for confirmation. Dick was Hall of Fame. Yep. Pete was a was great, but when young had issues. Hence, stories I have. There you go. All right, there you yep. go. So they're kind of like the they're kind of like the Earnharts of the the bowling." Bowling community. <laughs> Raise hell, praise Dale. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Praise Amen. You roll over here. All right, let's do it. Let's go to Math Bomb real quick. Jacob, you good with it? Let's, uh, with it. No, doesn't matter if you are or not. We're doing it anyway. Here we go. Let's see some of these RAS cards real quick. Um, let's see here. Xavier Worthy. I don't know exactly where it finished. You can see there's two cards there. He's still adjusting things. The I just refreshed it, though, so these should be the latest media, at least, he shared. He Now, he may have – uh, quote tweeted and had a different type of image that's not showing up, but nonetheless, Xavier Worthy, there it is, 422. That was unofficial. Obviously, ended up being a 421. That was a 10 RAS, obviously, being the best 40 yard dash ever ran in the history <laughs> of the combine. Size, though, like we said, 165 pounds, man. Dude, gonna get lit up in the NFL if he ain't careful. On the other end of the spectrum, though, look at old Johnny Wilson out of Florida State, boys and girls, six foot six and three eights. 231 pounds running a 45340. Some places have him listed as a tight end. If I if I remember correctly, Jake Shavink said he was a tight end, is how he was viewing him. But a 20-yard split gave him a score of a 645, 10-yard split, 662. And then of course his vertical jump, 37 inches. Think about that 37-inch vertical jump, right? And the explosion he's got in that body of his. And then think of the other guy that had what was it, 42 and a half inches, Jacob? Yeah. Is, was his 40 or was his vertical? Just wild, some of the athletes here. Broad jump of 10.08 for a 9.2 score. Do you see uh, us possibly drafting him and turning him into that weird kind of hybrid guy that LaFleur could, like, use motion with? Like, you know, make him a wide tight end or whatever and just do a bunch of pre-snap movement with him and just completely screw over defenses? Because who's going to guard a 6.5 to, you know, if he puts on, let's say, 10 more pounds, he can actually be used in the blocking game, in the run game. And like uh-huh. I said, we motion him out of like 
12 personnel or something crazy. Like he just, he could be crazy, like a, a crazy chess piece. Yeah. And, and whether it's, we could use them or not immediately. The first thing I think of is we'll be, would we be willing to draft him? Right. Like, is this Goody's kind of guy? Equinemia St. Brown was pretty big too. What wasn't, wasn't he like six, five? Am I thinking right? EQ. So we drafted EQ. I think that was, I believe that was Goody. It might've been before Goody, but nonetheless, remember that when they took EQ out of Notre Dame, like, they're willing to take a bigger wide receiver like that. They like their bigger wide receivers. I mean, like Alan Lazard, right? Obviously not quite as big as Johnny Wilson, but they were willing to give him a shot and then obviously, uh, you know, have keep him around for a couple of years. So um, I think it's possible. Now, as far as putting them at tight end, I don't know how that will operate because think about how we utilize our tight ends, you know, whether it's the Y or the U. They're both in tight. They're both attached and they're blocking. I don't know how well he would block – in those confined spaces, you know what I'm saying? Especially being a wide receiver because, you know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of Florida State last year, but I got a good friend, Nate, down here who's a big Florida State fan, and I kind of kept up from time to time. <coughs> Excuse me. I went and watched the Boston College tape where they played FSU, and Johnny Wilson was all over the tape there, but he was always split out wide. They always had him on the boundary. They always had him out near the sidelines. So um, I would say if you had – if you maybe say yes or no to him being – uh, uh, converted to a tight end in Matt LaFleur's offense, I would say probably no, but someone like Sean Payton's offense, like a Jimmy Graham, where it was basically a glorified wide receiver, I could definitely see that happening, man. Um, but nonetheless, man, he's he's a monster, dude. They said he had catch issues, I think was his big problem. Uh, let yeah. me look at the census big board real quick and just see where he falls into place because I don't think people were crazy high on him. Um, 116. He peaked at 53, so something happened during the season for him to drop all the way to 116, right? So, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, you're you're looking at flirting with a top 100 pick there. So that says all you really need to read to, need to know there. Um, you were right about uh, EQ, by the way, Clayton. Six foot five, two fourteen. Man, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought he was a big boy because I I remember watching him at Notre Dame, and when they drafted him, I was excited, and he just absolutely flopped. We obviously got the wrong St. Brown brother, but yeah. Um, is what it is, though. Anybody else you want to look at specifically, Jacob? I can see if their cards are yeah. Javantez Walker from UNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk, so, talk to him about there. I mean, he's just a, another guy that has a decent build to him. Pretty thick, um, but he plays a lot bigger than he is. And I believe, yeah, 4 3 6 40. Um, that, to me, was pretty impressive. And he's kind of like a – I saw people compare him to, like, he's scrappy, kind of like a Steve Smith. Like he's very aggressive and plays pretty aggressive, which I like. Um, that's kind of what I always look for in any sort of ball player. So he just seems like he'd fit in well. Um, and he's like a just a really good solid. I think they I want to say that they when they put up when you guys watching the, the combine coverage today, they put up a com uh a comparison and one of them was compared to Jaden Reed. And I can't remember if it was Devontez or if it was a different uh receiver. But either way, um, I just think he'd be a great addition. I don't know where he's going to go, but I would be willing to take a receiver if it was like in the fourth or fifth. I don't know what you uh, got him on consensus board. Maybe check that out. Yeah, Devontae Walker out of North Carolina is sitting in the 58 spot in the consensus big board. So he's that was a lot higher than I expected to see there. So there you go. He peaked at 41, but he's sitting at 58 is how he currently sits right now. Uh, Let's see here. SDM 40 asks – um, what did uh, how did Roman Wilson do? Let's see if we can find Roman Wilson. I think we just seen him actually. It looked like they didn't get his numbers or something. Is that right? 
I thought, I, yeah, here we go. Yeah, so it's, it's incomplete, but they do have his 40-yard dash. So he came in at a 4-4-1 for a 9-2-8 score. 20-yard split was a 2-5-6 for a 9.1 score. His 10-yard split was a 1-5-5 for an 8.3 score. So a little, little slower out of the gate, but he finished strong. Um, his height came in a little bit weak there at 5'10 and 6'8 at 185 pounds. So that kind of is going to hurt the RAS just a touch. But... Block. <laughs> <laughs> Not with 30 inch arms and, and 185 pounds soaking wet with two big sand rocks in his back pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like that boy's going to. Um, another one was Brian Thomas Jr. that impressed, right, Jacob? Um, Do you see him today? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, He was quick, very quick, especially for, yeah. He's got good, decent size on him, too. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. out of uh, Louisiana State scored a 9.97, just absolutely dominated. Six foot two and seven eighths, 209 pounds. Uh, that's that's a that's a guy you can tell he's going to be able to take a hit. At the, at the no, that's a guy. He's a guy. Vertical hey. jump, 38 and a half inches for 9.04. A broad jump of 10.06 for a score of 8.71, 40-yard dash, 4.34 unofficial for a 9 point – what is that, 9.87 score. And uh looks like he's one, more of one of those long runners. His 10-yard split was a 1.53, scored him a 9.08. Still good. Still really good. Still elite, obviously. But um obviously got that top end speed there at 6.2. There's a burner there, man. No Just doubt about it. Uh, Kent Lee Platt, Math Bomb, says he uh, – yeah, comes in an unofficial 9.97 out of a possible 10. This ranks 10th out of 3,063 wide receivers in the past 36 years. That's like, yeah, we should be we should be taking a look at this dude. Got it. Yeah. Good stuff. We got Carly announced. What's up, Carly? She says, even in all, is Clayton feeling better? Yes, we are, Carly. We uh we figured out the problem. SDM40 says his wife tried to take him out with, via some brownies, allegedly. Appreciate you saying uh, that. You so sure many doesn't see the show. <laughs> um, Magic says Clayton's joints got all well lubricated after Mandy's secret brownie <laughs> recipe. Y'all could have seen the sinister look in her eyes. She was laughing about us figuring out what happened. Like, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Let's see here. Let's see what Dennis Shook said. I didn't pre-read it. Hopefully that's okay. He said, Jacob, the threshold for drafting receiver has to be better than Malik Heath or Bo Melton. Plus, I promise you, Brian still loves Grant Dubose. That that's a good point, Jacob. That Grant Dubose, man, I kind of feel like that's one of Goody's prized possessions, kind of sitting in his back pocket there. But think about it: what's the receiver room look like right now? In, in no particular order, let's just list them off: Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, right, Dontavian Wicks, Christian Watson, um, Bo Melton, right, and then like you said, Malik Keith. And then you'd have Grant Dubose. So it would have to be a receiver that would at least be better than Bo Melton, right, Jacob? Wouldn't you think so, man? Or no? I think that he would just have to be better than Grant Dubose. He wants to make every single room as comp- uh, competitive as possible. And Grant Dubose, we haven't seen anything from him. So no. I think that he would, if anything, he would want to bring in a guy, if, if anything else, just to literally compete with Grant Dubose or maybe to have another aspect of what we're going to stash in our practice squad. I think that's what he's shown. Is that's his his kind of theory is that he he wants and they've said that multiple times in interviews is that we want to make every single positional room as competitive as possible. I think that that's what they're going to do. They don't want him to sleep on there. If the wide receivers start getting a big head, like oh we're the best group, yep. we don't even get, you know I don't I don't like that. I want them. We to saw that at camp there. last year. Uh, Dre Miller was brought in um, about a right. week into to training camp to kind of 
make things a little spicy in yeah. the receiver room there. So there's truth to that for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, that's a great point. All right, I think we got time. We uh we got like ten or twelve minutes. You guys want to do a mock draft real quick? Y'all good with it? Uh, Jacob loves the mock drafts. I love it. Absolutely love the enthusiasm, Jacob. You bring to the table here, man. Let me oh, see yeah. if I can get this thing cranked up here. All right, let's see. Mock draft simulator. Going to be the Packers, correct, guys? Y'all want to be the Bears this time? Screw the whole franchise up. Y'all go with it. No, don't do that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let me share the screen. You guys confirm. Uh, that you can see this draft simulator. And we're going to use the same one that usually gives us a couple of options as far as people offering us trades. We're going to use the consensus <laughs> big board website. It's the NFL mock draft database. This cough trying to creep back up, man. I know it didn't have anything to do with me calling dinosaurs all day long, but anyway, <laughs> um, let's see here. Wrong button there, Clayton. All right, let's zoom in a bit. Can y'all see that okay? We're good? That's perfect, yeah. Uh, go go <laughs> one more. A little more, one more, yeah. There you, you go. get no, Jacob. Look at this. All right, here we go. <laughs> Are we doing trades on this one or no? I think we're gonna we'll try trade. to trade on the first we'll one. Try to trade back, right? Yeah, I think that's the plan here. So oh, look at that. Yeah, so here's the offer we get. I don't know if I like it though, boys. Um, so the Falcons want to trade us the 43rd pick and the 79th pick for the and and, and a 2025 round four pick for the 25th pick um i don't know that that seems pretty realistic jacob do you want to accept that one and run with it so wait a minute what they get so we get we, 43 and 79 yeah they get 25 we get 43 and 79 uh can we reject it and try our own trade or no i don't think you can i'm not 100 percent sure i've always just accepted them if we did it or moved on um i, mean, I guess we could just try it and see Okay, so, and if we don't get it, we'll just pick for 25th, right? We're definitely going over today. All right, so here we <laughs> here we go. Uh, if we give up the 25th, what are we looking to trade down to? I think the, the perfect scenario we found was like 29, wasn't it? Am I thinking right? Yeah. I did, Now yeah, we just got to yeah. figure out who had 29. So. I think it's either uh, Buffalo or I think New England. Uh, no, no. Mm -hmm. Buffalo, there's uh, Detroit's around there. Minnesota's mm -hmm. around there. Here's Baltimore at 30. Would that be close enough or not? Let's do that. Do it. All right. So if we we go after their thirtieth pick, and let's see if they'll give us. All right. They will not give us that. At least it's saying it's not enough, right? We're going after the sixty-second pick too. So we're gonna have to trade something in exchange with it. Let's see if a seventh moves the needle. It does. They're like, well, I was born at night, but not last night. What's wrong with you, boy? Um, what do you what do you think we should give up to uh, to get that second? Or should we just try to get a third with it? What I would do is try to get a third and fourth. Ain't Jacob trying to take them out behind the woodshed. See, it won't let me remove that one now. So, right. um, yeah, we're in trouble here, guys. We are in trouble. Let's change it up. We'll come back. So we'll come back to Baltimore. So it resets, and we're going to go for 30. And you said go for the third? Yeah, see where it lines up. All right. Looks like they accepted that one. So you want to try to get something else out of them and have to reset it or just roll with it? Try and get that other fourth, but late round fourth. Ooh, Ooh, they may still accept it. Give it a whirl. Let's give it a go here. Let's see here. They did it. All right. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect, Tim. Absolutely oh, perfect. <laughs> Get out of here with that trade off. So just to recap real quick, all we did was trade out of 25. Mm -hmm. We moved back five spots, and we just got, was it three draft picks? We got a third and a fourth pick. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So uh, just, just looking at these other trades here, uh, we could trade back one pick and pick up a sixth. 
Um, what do you think? Nah, let's don't do it. Let's keep it more realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's roll with it here. So we're picking in the 30 spot. The best available is offensive tackle Amarius Mims out of Georgia. You got J.J. McCarthy. You got Keon Coleman at wide receiver. Bo Nix at quarterback. Graham Barton at interior offensive line. Um, Jordan Morgan offensive tackle out of Arizona. What are we thinking here, Jacob? What do you want to see? Any positions? Hmm. I mean, honestly, at this point, it might be smart just to take Mims, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think either Mims or else if you really wanted to go down and grab uh, Graham. Graham Barton. Yeah. I think I would take Mims over Barton if we're going to pick here at 30 for sure. That would be my pick. Tim, what do you think, man? Would you you think of Mims here? Yeah, I think we already we already traded down. I don't want to move down mm-hmm. more with this pick. And where there's still some value there. Right. You know, with Mims. He's been on our board. We like him, you know. Yep. We're not All gonna right, take cool. JJ McCarthy. So let's uh <laughs> All right, here we go. We're gonna go tackle offensive tackle from Georgia, Amarius Mims. All right, so our next pick's gonna be forty one. Um right. looks like we're getting a couple offers here. Let's see here. Look at this. Somebody's offering us to trade back nine picks and pick up an extra third. That's interesting. Um, and a fifth, too. Holy cow. Um, we'll just roll with it the rest of the way out. We'll just trade out that first pick and see how this falls, flows here. So, with Here's the 41st pick, best available is Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. We got Tyler Newbin, Tavondre Sweat, Chris Braswell, um, Jatavian Sanders, Cam Kinchins, Edrin Cooper. I think we would all agree probably Tyler Newbin here. Is anybody oh, yeah. different? Anybody oh, disagree yeah. with that? Now we're good. All right. We're going to go safety Tyler Newbin out of Minnesota at 41. You're seeing if we want Tyler Newbin, it's going to have to happen at 41. It's either reach at 25 or take mm-hmm. him at 41. He's not going to be available later. There's no doubt about that. So, um, all right. Now we're sitting in the 58 spot. Ooh. Best available. Cam Kitchens out of Miami. Keep in mind, he ran a 6-240 at the combine. Okay. Um, I know everybody's freaking out over that. I was just joking. He didn't really run a 6-2. It was something like, what is it? <laughs> Was it like a four six seven? Is that what it was, Jacob? I'm thinking right. Uh, it was something like that. Yeah, it was not very great. So, I, it, to me, it wasn't necessarily the forty. It was the rest of it. It was just everything. The tape. I don't like the tape. I don't like the PFF grade. I don't. I, I didn't like the other measurables. Some of the agility stuff, things like that. The the, the, the uh, vertical jump was bad. It just seems like he just. I don't know, man. I don't get it. But anyway, what are we thinking here? We got Cam Kitchens. We got linebacker Edgerin Cooper. We got linebacker Peyton Wilson. You're seeing those are the two that keep popping up for us, right, Jacob? Like we have to make a decision between Edgerin Cooper and Peyton Wilson consistently. There's your boy Javon Bullard at safety. We got running back Jonathan Brooks. Man, this is tough. Braden Fist. This is where all the good ones come in. Um, What are we thinking here, boys? Okay, guys. What about uh, O-line? Anybody popping up? Um, let's see here. Can't, can't, we can't you can't go online there. Cooper BB would be, yeah, yeah. Mm. Cooper BB's a good player. It is a bit of a reach though here at 58. That's a reach, yeah. I think we have to go linebacker here, maybe. Think a linebacker. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I would say either Edgerin Cooper or else double up on safety and just make sure that we, that's not even an issue anymore if we get Bullard and Newbin. But my gut's telling me to go Cooper. Otherwise, honestly, Braden Fisk looks like a freak. Yeah, I agree. Let's go Edgerin Cooper here. Bang. So we got our linebacker. So we're revamping that that defense a bit. Um, we're now going to be picking at 88. <clears throat> Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> Let's look at a couple of these trades real quick. Oh, boy. No, no, no. Get out of my face with that crap. Nah, nothing there too appealing. All right. 
Um, look at corner here. Oh. <laughs> here. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Javon Bullard at 59. Um, Jonathan Brooks at 60. It's tough. Trey Benson, by the oh. way, I want to mention this today. Trey Benson had a great day in the combine. He is now officially my number one running back on my board. Yeah. He just just squeaked by Blake Corum today on my board, so he's now officially the number one running back on the board. He ran a four three nine forty and looked really really good in all the drills, like very smooth four three nine. So here comes the question: We already got our linebacker right. You got a couple running backs to choose from here. You got Jeremiah Trotter Jr. on the board. You got Christian Haynes, which we like a lot. We need that interior offensive lineman unless unless we're going to put a Marius Mims, try to play him inside. And I don't know exactly where his snaps were. That You could do that. I mean, you could shuffle some stuff around. If a Marius Mims is a starting tackle, you could kick Tom to right guard, right, and just put Mims at right tackle um, if that is an issue. But what are we thinking here, boys? We got, like I said, um, Javon Bullard, <coughs> Jonathan Brooks, Trey, uh, Trey Benson, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Christian Haynes, uh, edge defender Jonah Ellis. You got running back Marquise Irving. Uh, I think that's Bucky Irving there. And then wide receiver Jermaine Burton. I feel like they're right here at the top if we're going to take one. What are we thinking here, Jake? Uh, honestly, I kind of agree with Bates. Bullard is such a steal at 88, um, and we need two safeties, and he can play the slot corner if we need it. And then we take a shot on we, – we, we pick in the next four picks – Three picks. So, yep. uh, if if Benson or Brooks is still there, then great. If not, we go Trotter. Otherwise, uh, there was another guy right below you that I can't remember. That I really like too. So I say right now you you grab Javon Bullard, and then yeah, Christian Haynes. I'd say that's yeah, another yeah. one maybe. So, because in my mind, I can't get over. I I can't get past uh, the thought of not taking a running back before we take interior offensive line somebody to block for mm-hmm. a running back as far as our, our needs and priority, but I would be able to easily justify taking a safety over both of those right now. Um, I like Bullard with yeah, this pick. I do too, especially seeing that he can play a little slot. And Jacob, his combine drills, him uh, him running around playing the ball, he just looked like a freaking football player, dude. Yep. Like it, it, There wasn't many that I came away feeling like that. He was definitely one. I, I remember watching, oh, who is this? He, oh, that's that's Bullard. Like, he, he looked solid. Can we um, check corner before we pull the trigger, though, real quick? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all the way down to 93. 93, yeah. Okay, so we got some time there. Ooh, we still got Max. So, yeah, we're taking Max Melton at uh, 91 or 93. <laughs> yeah. That trade down helped. Look at that, boys. Sitting Ooh, there. Yeah. 88, 91, 93. Pretty solid. So, yeah, let's go with Buller here if you guys are good with it. We'll go Javon Bullard, safety out of Georgia. Play a little slot for us. Kind of versatile there. Let's see if, if anybody wants to trade down just a few. There's four picks back to pick up an extra fourth, boys. Um, I don't know, man, though. We got we got kind of got the game plan laid out. We might screw it up if we trade down here. I think we just stick with the game plan. Let's keep rolling. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. So I wanted this to just kind of all be like just to show how many how much draft capital you can get from simply just trading out of the first. Right. Exactly. Successful. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what we did. So um, let's see here. Trade Benson. Uh, running back out of Florida State, top running back in the draft, according to my board, uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out of Clemson, which we've already got a linebacker. We could take another one. There's Christian Haynes, um, yeah. an inch defender, Jonah Ellis. Got Bucky Irving coming up, which he had a rough day today at the combine, obviously. Yeah. Um, Cedric Von Prons down there. This is tough, man. What it's going to come down to for me, it's between Trey Benson and Christian Haynes. They're yep. both 
hands down the best at their position right now, best available at their position. I feel like Trey Benson's more likely to be gone at 93 than Christian Haynes. Do you guys agree with that? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I just feel like O-line is more of a priority. Mm-hmm. Even even with what the discussions we've had about our running back room in the last 48 hours, I still mm-hmm. – my gut's telling me don't neglect the offensive line. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, Benson's a, a beast, so Jacob. Yeah. What do you think, Jacob? Should we go Christian Haynes or should we go Trey Benson here? I'd go Benson first. Just Benson he's first. too good of a of a of a deal right now. Yeah. So if if Christian Haynes is gone, if he gets picked at ninety two, Tim, you get to hit him with the the old family feud buzzer. All right. So <laughs> here we go. We're going Trey Benson at ninety one. You got? Oh, you are gonna get there? You go. We got right. him. We got him. We got him. You? Do we got him, Jacob? Are you sure? Oh, yeah. yeah. We got him. Looky here. Look hey, I think I like this one better than the one earlier, fellas. We neglected corner pretty bad. Oh, Looks yeah. like we're going to march the same corners out there starting, but no, you, so we, we'll get a late round. We'll get a late round steal. We'll get we'll get something. All right, so we're going Christian Haynes, right? Is that the plan? Yeah. All right, Christian Haynes, bang, another A plus. Look at this. Look at this. All right, so coming up at pick one twenty seven, best available. Ooh. Some oh wait, no, we don't. Kyrie Jackson. I got excited. Kyrie. Looky here, Braylon Allen. Don't look at the chat. Kyrie Jackson at corner, Josh Newton at corner. Um, that means Max Melton's probably still there, right? No, Max is gone. Okay, Max is gone. Um, Ray Davis. Kyrie Jackson. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning toward Kyrie Jackson. I'm trying to remember what his combine and everything looked like. Um, who was who had the better combine? Was it Kyrie Jackson or Josh Newton? You have any idea, Jacob? Kyrie for sure. Kyrie did? Okay. Let's go Kyrie Jackson here. Are we good with this? Everybody agree? Yep. Jacob, you good with it? Yeah, he ran a 4-5. He looked really smooth in all the drills. He I, I, he's plays the run really aggressively. I like Tim, did you, did you hear him flip that page through those notes, man? Yep. Did you hear that, too? Yep. Oh, man, it's prepared. Why he's here, man. I'm telling you. That's why we pay him the big bucks. In, in-house draft expert. Let's go. All right. We're gonna, <laughs> Kyrie, we're gonna you're him. a packer. We're going to dress him up like Mel Copper on draft night, man. We're going to be ready to roll. <laughs> Mel Copper with a beard. I love it, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I read Jackson. You are a Packer. A-plus again. Knocking it out of the park. All right. Number 134. We picked this up in that uh that trade earlier today, too, fellas. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Now, this is where it gets real interesting right here. So, we got a, a flurry of running backs here. Uh, here's something to me. I'm not saying we should do this, but, Tim, we talked about this. Goody keeps talking about quarterbacks, don't he? And look right here. This may be when it happens around this range, somewhere in the 150 to 200 range. Look at Michael Pratt sitting there from Tulane. Anything, um, any D line at all? <laughs> Tim said, I don't care about D line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing any D line. Uh, no way. Uh, yeah, but haven't the whole draft either, man. That's crazy. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, man. You got to play the board, right? Should we go with another running back? Jalen Wright looked good today. Am I remembering that right, Jacob? Didn't he have a good day? Yeah, he had a very good day. He was very quick. But, um, again, I just, he's a very smaller guy, smaller frame, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, I thought, had a great combine. Dude, he you see like, his arms? Yeah, that-, that dude is just cut out of stone. He is yeah. a beast. Yeah, he, he reminds me of a more muscular Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? Just like a, I mean, he's just stout, dude. Uh, what do we what got we on on Jarvis Brownlee Jr. There, any anything, Jacob? Uh, 
Yeah. Because we kind of whiffed on corner in this draft. I'm wondering if we can make up for quality with quantity. <laughs> Just start, <laughs> start stuffing bodies in there and see what happens. What's his name again? I've got PFF on my Jar- side. Jarvis, J-A-R-V-I-S, Brownlee Jr. He's six foot 190. His PFF grades were 71.8, 69.6, um, Not bad. Or 77.9. So six one, decent size. What'd you say, Jacob? He didn't run the forty. So okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, we could go. We could go corner again here. We've taken what just one corner. We could double up here, back to back picks. So I mean, that would put us. You know, we got a safety, so we picked up. Oh, we got two safety. Yeah, we could still come away with two safeties and two corners. Yeah, I I'm just don't know what. What do you think, Jacob? Is is that good value though? At what are we at one thirty four? Yeah, uh, because. Yeah, 134. He's yeah. 114 on the consensus big board, and PFF has him in the number 99 spot. So keep that I'm in mind. I'm just thinking corners are bigger. I know, like, on the totem pole, it's not that high, but corners got to be a higher priority than running back. I just yeah. I yeah. got to believe that. Yeah, it is. And plus, um, if you look up, I mean, you still have Wright's there, Lloyd's there. If you scroll down, Ray Davis, who I think may be the, one of the best backs in this draft. So to me, it's a no-brainer. Let's run in Brownlee. All right, Brownlee, let's do it. Here we go. We're going Jarvis Brownlee Jr. out of Louisville. So he'll be uh, in the cornerback room with his former or with his fellow Cardinal there, uh, Mr. Jair Alexander. I like it. <laughs> I love the ding, man. It chokes me up every time. <laughs> Ooh, see. Dang. Oh, there he went. There weren't a boy. Did you see it? <clears throat> Sweet baby Ray is off the board. All right. We're at 168. We got Malik Washington, wide receiver, Luke McCaffrey, wide receiver. Linebacker Curtis Jacobs, interior offensive lineman Tanner uh, Bortolini. Uh, you've got cornerback Jerry and Jones running Should back. For Jerry and Jones. Yeah, that that might have been or, the better play. But Jalen Simpson, both of them had really really great combines. If ifs were fists, we'd all be drunk, Jacob. You know what I'm saying, yeah. man? Exactly right. Um, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at Luke McCaffrey right now, though. A little wide receiver action here at 168, Jacob. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. He beat his brother's 40 time today, and he also uh, ran, I think, like 21 miles per hour on either it was the go route um, or maybe the post route uh, thing that they were doing. He was one of the only wide receivers that did that. We definitely don't have wide receiver as a need, but in terms of value, we're picking 168, and Luke McCaffrey is 129. So um, what do you think, uh, Tim? Can can you be persuaded into taking a wide receiver here, Luke McCaffrey? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, there you go. Luke McCaffrey, it is. A plus. Look at that. He can block. Hit it for me. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, here we go. Here we go. We are now uh, at 204. All right, pick 204. We got interior offensive lineman Brandon Coleman, interior offensive lineman Layden Robinson, edge defender Nelson Cesar. Um, we got running back Jaw Hair Jordan out of uh, Louisville. We got running back. Dylan Lobb, or however you say it, I didn't like that guy today. He kind of creeped me out a little bit. At the combine. We had a weird, like, yeah, like I'm gonna. Every, every time the camera was around, he wanted the camera to make sure. Hey, I see you, camera. He pointed at it. It's like this I dude just. Rubbed. And then when I the coach it. came up, when the instructor came up to talk to him, everybody was eyes on the instructor, and he was staring off in the distance, trying to look like he was just too cool for school. I didn't like his persona at all. As soon as I, I swear to God, this is not. Don't judge me, but as soon like as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, oh, date rape. Date rape face. <laughs> I, don't know. I just I don't know why. I got that vibe. 
Instead, he gave him that Chris Chris Collins for the fuck. Allegedly. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. All right, so we're going to take him completely off the board. What are we thinking here in terms of uh, uh, our 204th pick? We still got one, two, three, four, four more picks to go here, fellas. We got to speed it up, man. We're way over. Yeah, we got to go. Um, I would be okay with another interior offensive lineman. We said we needed three offensive linemen coming into this draft. We've taken two so far. Um, and not so, a tackle in sight. So, yeah, yeah. let's go. Uh, let's get big inside, you know. Let's get another – interior O line. Yeah, let me uh let me look at PFF real quick for interior O line if it will. Um, I don't know if these are centers or guards here, but uh, I just want to see uh name those two guys off to me real quick, fellas. Brandon, Brandon Coleman, you and Layden Robinson from Texas A and M. Robinson, all right. Robinson from Texas A and M is ranked two fifty two according to PFF. 80.7 in 2021, but then a 56.6 and a 65.8. So, yeah, not him. Um, the other guy isn't even on the board, so we're at the uh, the bottom of the barrel here, obviously. So we'll just take – I guess we'll go best available here. We need a backup edge as well. That's another thing. There's Nelson Cesar there. Um, so we need a, a backup edge defender because, like we talked about, you know, obviously uh, our boy uh, Kingsley and Igbari is going to start the season on the IR. So – um, that's what it Joe comes Milton. down to. What's that? We could go Joe Milton. Joe Milton. Oh, hey, we set Goody's Goody's eye on a QB here late in the draft, right? Tim? Legal stuff. Oh, God, just draft the guy so we can stop talking about it. <laughs> just take the quarterback, just do it. Oh, you're, you're paying for Magoo's plane ticket. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? I'm going to mess Coleman. up my quarterback room. You're not getting a bell for that one. <laughs> no bell for you. Okay. Right, let's see you. Um, we've already taken. We've taken one running back. Okay. We could use another one possibly. Um, you've got a uh, Dajan Edwards out of Georgia at running back. You got Jace McClellan out of Alabama. You got interior offensive lineman Andrew Rain, which we're good on that. There's Mustafa. As your boy Mustafa, we'll be thinking here, Jacob. We had we had listed as many as four safety. Anybody else down there? Linebackers? How can we scroll yeah. down? Scroll down a little bit. Xavier Ooh, Thomas right on an edge. Lafosio. Where are we at right now? Our, what pick number? Uh, two sixteen. Olafosio. Oh, you did take Braden Coleman. Okay, I thought you were going to take the quarterback for real. All right, so you no, get no, that. you ain't putting that on me. I told you ain't putting that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Do it. What are we thinking here? Olafosio, Edifuan. All right, Edifuan, bang, linebacker. All right, so Thank how many linebackers have we taken now? We've taken two. All right, I like it. We said we could use as many as uh, three, I think, so we haven't overdrafted there. Uh, let's see here. Now we're at pick 243. We got one more or two more picks left. Wide receiver, uh, Rosemey, Jack Saint. You've got uh, kicker Joshua Cardi. You've got Braden McGregor, edge defender. We still haven't taken an edge, have we? So uh, we need a tight end too, or we could take a tight end. I don't want to say we need one, but um, I'm I thinking Braden McGregor. Tight end. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking Braden McGregor. You you good with that, Jacob? Do it. All right. Yeah, we're way over on time. A plus. <laughs> look at that firing from the hip. All right, pick two fifty one. Final pick of the draft for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, let's see here. We don't need another lineman. Uh, no wide receiver. Here's here's a tight end. Um, either, uh, you should do either Grayson Murphy or go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
and Ethan Driscoll would be a decent tackle, but or Dwight McLaughlin. There's another great cornerback. Dwight McLaughlin. How many cornerbacks have we taken though? Enough to party. We've taken two. <laughs> we can do that. We could do uh, Dwight McLaughlin. I'm I'm good with that. Where's he at? He's already up here. Yeah. Let's go there. You good with it, Tim? I'm good with it. All right. Did we take a defensive lineman, boys? I was just gonna say a D line. Whoop! Is that Miles Murphy who's down there? No, it won't be Miles Murphy. No, no not Miles Murphy. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, Miles yeah, Murphy. Yeah, I was thinking Byron Murphy. You got Miles Murphy from North Carolina, but you've also got Marcus Harris, who's ranked significantly higher there. So well, it's a I, think I, I think here. I would go D-line. That's what I would do here. Grayson Murphy had a good year. Who did? Grayson, Grayson Murphy. Murphy. Are we taking two edge defenders? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm saying. just asking. Is, is that what you want Jacob right. Jacob's bias. Carl Brooks is this guy, so you know. <laughs> I, I think I think he'd rather go uh, go edge here. Somebody tell I, me I like the line pick. right here. I yeah. think we should give Jacob the final say, though. All right, Jacob, go. Grayson Murphy. <clears throat> All right, Grayson Murphy out of UCLA, edge defender. Bang! There's your draft. And that took a long time, boys. Holy yeah, God. that was not that was not smooth. It was fun though. Right? Yeah, it was fun. Other than Tim refusing to give me the bell there because I, I'm not, you know, I'm trying you to got the bell. I, I gave you the bell. You didn't take the quarterback. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. USFL MVP still intact in the quarterback room. Right. Still hope in Green Bay and Tottletown. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go, fellas. We got offensive tackle Marius Mims with the 30th pick. Of course, we traded down Tyler Newbin at 41. You got linebacker Edrin Cooper at 58. Safety, Javon Buller to 88. Trey Benson, running back out of Florida State at 91. I love that pick. Christian Haynes, uh, interior offensive lineman in the 93rd spot. Kyrie Jackson at 127. He's a corner. Uh, Brown Lee Jr., a cornerback at 134. Luke McCaffrey is a wide receiver out of Rice at 168. we got Brandon Coleman, offensive lineman at 204. Olafoshio, linebacker out of Washington at 216. Braden McGregor, edge out of uh, – Michigan at 243, and then Grayson Murphy, edge out of UCLA at 251. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for attending. So, I think Drew D, you know, he goes, it looks great, uh, like a great draft, but I don't think there's any way that Goody takes that many guys. That's the point, though, is that just by simply trading out of that 25th pick, three or four or five spots, you get the option to bring all those guys at least into camp and decide who's worth keeping around and who's not. I mean, look at that. Look at from 88 to 93, Javon Bullard, Trey Benson, and Christian Haynes. That could completely yeah. change your roster right there. That's the big point is, is trading out of the 25th spot and picking up one of those, uh, you know, whether it's a second or a third round extra pick, it really can. I see what you're saying, Jacob. It could change everything, man. So good stuff. That was fun, man. A lot of fun. Um, how far over are we? Hour and 13. I mean, how in the hell there's 108 people in here? What are you guys doing? On a Sunday night, <laughs> listening to this horrible accent, who's been oil poisoned by my wife through brownies, through brownie consumption, and Jacob in here arguing with me over to take seventy three edge defenders. Tim said Mister Magoo is the second coming of Joe Montano, and I'm getting cussed out by him. We got one hundred eight people in here watching, unbelievable. So, all right, yeah, I agree though. I think it was a good draft. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the uh, Drew that that the thing that surprised us about Luke McCaffrey, man, is they said he was uh. He, like like Jacob said, he ran a faster 40 time than Christian, which is just a 40 time. But at the same time, man, when you talk legacy, you talk some of these players that come from their dad being a pro athlete, their brother's a pro athlete, like, you know, it, it gets interesting, you know. So, uh, 
Saturday night, Clayton. Not, yeah, I lost a couple nights earlier calling them dinosaurs, let me tell you. So that's, that's, what, that's what's going on over here. But anyway, all right, parting thoughts. Tim, you got anything, Bubba? Not at all, man. Glad we did a, a mock. We got it in. Yeah, great. Jacob, you good, man? Uh, I'm fine, man. I, I, I got to do a mock draft. I'm happy as a, <laughs> as a clam. As a clam? Is that what you said? Yeah, isn't that a thing? It's a baby. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We'll see you in the morning for good morning Lambo. Hope everybody has a wonderful Saturday evening, Carly. And uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll talk to y'all later. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for, making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. By the way, we're giving away an Antonio Freeman autographed jersey soon. Get ready. Right. You got my address, right, Clayton? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, send her over. We'll send an envelope full of fart spray your way, my man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we talked about doing that with Eric Sutherland because he was uh, – it's funny. We just said, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. We're talking about sending fart spray and envelopes. To <laughs> um, but, yeah, Eric Sutherland keeps saying everything's rigged, so we thought about telling hey, all right, we'll send you something and send him a gag gift, you know, but um, I don't know. He may like it, though. So, all right, we're out of here, guys. Appreciate y'all. We will see y'all tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful evening. Goodbye. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet to get an isolation with the with the linebacker. You tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here. Try to run this play in the alley.